0: G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Bird is God. How are we all? So it seems like lockdown is slowly but officially heading towards its end, and I can say this with a great deal of authority because three days ago, on the 12th of May, a South Island pied oyster catcher was reported at Browley on the Australia Twitch's Facebook page. And it's probably still there, so anyone who's within drivable distance, go get twitching. And uh, previously to to that, the latest report of anything twitchable, uh, on that page anyway, was a Kentish plover five weeks earlier. So, here's to the beginning of many more rare and wonderful species that all turn up in each state individually. So, we can all see them. That would be wonderful. So, where are we all headed birding now that we can travel? Or at least within your own state. My wife has been isolated at home for months with three kids under three and a half, so my chances of getting any multi-day leave passes uh, granted is slim. But maybe for me, I reckon probably a day trip up to Brookfield Conservation Park near Blanchetown or uh, Tolderol down by Langhorn Creek is probably where I'll end up. So maybe next week I'll let you know what I find. So, without any further ado, let's get into our conversation.
1: You're listening to The Birder's Guide
0: with Michael Greenshields. So, today on the show, we've got Ed Williams. Uh, he's from Melbourne and he has, or well, he is, the founder of the Bird The Feck At Home Facebook page spelt F-E-E for egg, C-K. Everything you need to know is coming up in the interview so I won't hold you up anymore. Let's get into it. So Ed, welcome to The Birder's Guide. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Yes, thank you. Great to be here.
0: Now, you're not originally from Australia, is that correct?
1: That is correct, yes. I'm originally a Manchester boy at heart, although I'm my accent is completely mixed up by now because I've sort of lived there, lived in the south of England, the Midlands, and then been in Australia the last twelve years. So it's a, a bit, a bit of a jumble by now.
0: What, uh, what led you out to Australia in the first place?
1: Uh, my wife, actually, I met her in the, um, the UK, but she's a, a Melbourne girl, and, um, we were both living in Coventry, and she was looking for a career change. She was an engineer at the time, and she sort of said. I want to get a place in um, Sydney Uni for a career change and um, will you come to Sydney with me if, if I get my place in uni? And you, you make these promises thinking that they, they probably won't happen and you're like, yeah, I'll go. And then she she got a place in Sydney Uni um, 12, 13 years ago and then so we, we moved out there then and uh, yeah, not, not looked back since.
0: Nice. So what are you, how's the whole coronavirus uh lockdown been affecting you are you working from home or
1: yes it's certainly certainly been a challenge because i'm i'm working from home and i'm, I'm lucky that i can because obviously a lot of people can't um i've got got at home with the the two kids so one's four so she's a preschooler and and the other one's seven so we've had to go through the uh challenge of homeschooling which has which has been a challenge in itself and um, my wife hasn't been able to work because she's a dentist and with the um, government um, regulations because of the the nature of the work she did it was deemed too dangerous Um, so up until, I think they may have changed the restrictions today but up until today she's not been permitted to work so obviously we've taken a bit of of a hit there but at the same time it's been a lifesaver because if I was trying to do my job working from home and, and dealing with the two little ones, it would have been, uh, even more challenging. So it sort of swings and roundabouts, but, um, yeah, not good for the pocket. say it is for so many people, I guess.
0: So talking about working from home, what do you actually do? What's your career?
1: So I'm, um, I'm actually an accountant by trade. So, uh, it's why I probably, I'm good with a spreadsheet when it comes to the birds, but, um, yeah, I was actually working for a small business in East Melbourne, um, that then got taken over by a larger business in California that then got taken over by uh, one of the biggest um, tech companies in the world. So it's been a bit of a journey. We've gone from a business of 60 people two, three years ago to now being a tiny little part of a business with nearly 100,000 employees. So yeah, that's a a shock to the system.
0: Yeah, nice. So obviously accounting uh, has minimal to do with birding. How did you, just briefly, how did you get into birding? Has it been a lifelong fascination or oh, something you came yeah, into I, I,
1: later? I've, I've definitely been more into birding than I've ever been into accounting, that's for sure. Um, I guess uh, <laughs> the, um, the the beauty of both is you can do both anywhere in the sense that a lot of a lot of jobs and a lot of um, careers pin you down to, to one specific sort of industry, whereas within within finance and accounting, you can jump from everywhere. So yeah, currently I'm in tech, but I've been in um, sort of involved in websites before, in, in the motor industry before, It's sort of, um, you know, spread there. And and the same with BIRDS, but yeah, BIRDS was always a, a much bigger passion for for, for me than, than accounting ever was. The only, the, the best thing of the uh, career-wise is learn lots of spreadsheet skills, which then can be used for, uh, generating various lists and things uh, of, of sightings. So uh, um, that was it. But from from very early days, um, as a small child, you know, I'm sure, sure my age, that um, back in the UK, when the milkman used to deliver the the milk, the, the blue tits used to peck open the foil lids and um, steal all the cream from the top of the bottles. And that fascinated me as probably a three or four year old seeing these holes in the bottles of milk. And then, um, you know, I remember, We had some magpies in the back garden and um, my mum would always chop the rind off the bacon we'd have for breakfast and hang them up in the apple tree. Um, And there were bullfinches that destroyed all the blossoms in the apple tree, which got my dad mad, but you know, I won the argument there. And in the end the bullfinches, won and the apples lost. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah, it it was, as long as I can remember, I've just been fascinated by wildlife. And I think because birds are so much more Prevalent and abundant in your average back garden, particularly in a, in a cold country like the UK, than sort of mammals and reptiles, they sort of uh, took the forefront.
0: So, you have managed, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, you have managed to create what is easily the greatest birding Facebook page on the internet right now. It is like, it is competitive. But everybody is genuinely nice. It's educational, but mostly it is really, really funny. I I tell my wife things, and she's not a birder. Um, I'm like, oh, you should listen to this thing that this bloke said, and this bloke said, and and it it's just really, really funny. So, can you give us a brief overview of what your Facebook page is, which is why people are listening to this podcast?
1: Well, first of all, thank you. That's a really great thing to say because that's exactly what I've been aiming for, something fun and something good. Um, basically, I'll sort of go back to the beginning of what it is. It, it's a, a Facebook page that I set up seven weeks ago called Bird the Feck at Home. Um, and it's basically was encouraging people during COVID lockdown to to stay at home, not not, you know, not, not spread the virus, but also to celebrate what we've got in our backyards. And because we're all stuck at home and we're all stuck at home globally, let's share what we've got in our backyards um, so that we can, in Australia, enjoy what people are seeing in North America and they can enjoy what people are seeing in Africa. And it obviously, I mean, maybe partly timing and partly because lots of people were were stuck at home, it, it just really took off well and, you know, sort of uh, seven, seven weeks today I, I set it up and I think we've got members from about 90 or 95 countries around the world um, just shy of four and a half thousand people joined so far which again is phenomenal when you you consider it sort of it literally started off with me downloading a spreadsheet and playing around with it to sort of make a global list emailing my birding friends on Facebook most of whom were in Australia but with a few in the US and and then i sort of spread the word on a few facebook birders groups that i've, that I've been involved in and, and you know sort of from the go get it just it just sort of really took off and people were inviting everybody and you know my, my original ch- challenge was sort of let, let's have a lot of fun doing it i mean my mantra on there and you, you probably see me post a couple of times is it's, it, it's good-natured anarchy but we don't want to be too serious yes i've been
0: yeah.
1: way too many facebook birding groups that are so serious and you know you post one wrong thing and it's like the world has ended and I'm like well I want to keep this fun I, I, you know I, I, one thing I really wanted to avoid was the classic social media kind of arguments and fractiousness and it, it that's been the thing that I've really loved about the group is it has been almost overwhelmingly positive I think there's been about six or seven comments that we've had to delete in, in as many weeks, which when you think you've got people yes. from all walks of life and all political persuasions and all sort of backgrounds, the fact that there's been so few issues is, is is great. And I think I think that sort of because we've 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 got a name that we've we've toned down a little bit from the very first day, but but a name that may put off some of the stuffiest people and and at the same time we've kind of tried to guide people with humor. So one of the things I've done is when I feel people have beginning to push the line or there's a post that might be getting a little bit sexist or, you know, the the 50th time that someone posts a, a great tid or a booby, um, I've been sort of toning people down with a with a bit of humor. Judge Judy's become a bit of a, a joke sort of gift that we stick on and, and, it, and it seems to work well. So most people then take it in good humor and stop Stop pushing the limits, but without having to, you know, we've not had to block anyone, we've not had to um, give anyone any warnings. It, it's been it's been great, and and that's what I've loved most about it is it's it's kept fun. And even and you sort of alluded to it before where it's been quite competitive. It's all been great fun. I mean, you probably saw over the weekend we've had these the votes, the survival of the fact is where well, we've tried to choose some of our favourite backyard birds, and. There's a lot of passion went into that, particularly the well, where we had a, a bit of a battle between secretary bird um, and kiwi, and kiwi narrowly won and fair play to. We had lots of fun, you know, bagging bagging each other's birds, but in a way that it was always good humoured and and funny and entertaining. There was no no one's. No one takes themselves too seriously, and if they do, they probably like, leave the group by their own accord very quickly. Or, um, and, mm. and, and that's been really good because you know, let's be honest, some birders can be pretty curmudgeonly at times, and, and keeping four and a half thousand of them locked in their houses without <laughs> without exploding <laughs> with each other is, is is the closest <laughs> thing to a miracle that I've, I've come across. I think.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's um. It is, is test. It is a testament, as you say, to everybody's uh, good naturedness. Someone, I was following very closely the the secretary and kiwi competition, um, and somebody posted a thing comparing the secretary bird to Trump, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna this is gonna turn into a a big thing." And it was like literally seventy five comments of just just jokes and laughing and everybody being genuinely hilarious and I was like that is that is impressive to have four and a half thousand people and to bring a a, a divisive political picture into it and for literally nobody to get upset that was that's really something but I think um, the you so you were you were definitely on secretary Byrd. Uh, uh, yeah, team yeah. and I'm just yes. I'm I'm jumping ahead here a little bit on what I was going to talk about, but we'll double back. Um, no worries. So you only, you only just lost to the Southern Brown Kiwi. Why why do you think that you lost to a to a Kiwi? Secretary bird's pretty impressive creature. I don't know. I
1: think they're they're both awesome birds, and you know, I I just for part of the humor of the side, I like to pick a side where really. You know, I love them both and you know, I'm, i I think Kiwis imagine having a Kiwi in your backyard, it's brilliant. But um <laughs> yeah. I I suspect it lost a little bit um because it's just that little bit different. I think having a large contingent of Australian New Zealanders on the site probably helps, but there's still only about thirty-five percent of the members are, are from you know the the that, that corner of the world. I think that would help. But I think um, I think that there's obviously the cute factor, which you know I was obviously bagging people out a little bit online for. Um <laughs> just again for the humour, but um, uh, I suspect that because it's 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 little, it's furry, it, it's basically a mammal that people um call a bird and because we're ultimately human beings and mammals, we probably secretly like them better, even though we claim to be birders. And I suspect a lot of that little, dump, little, dumpy, hairy cuteness—you know—it it probably subconsciously reminds people of their pet guinea pigs when they were little. And um, <laughs> and I think that's why it won. And, and but it was it was it was nice that it was so close because we've had a lot of the votes we've held in the early rounds, um, with the exception of a couple, have been very much one-sided. That that you know from sort of within about half an hour of opening up polls, bird A is destroying bird B. Um, sometimes a shock, yeah. you, know, you know, if you told me that a rough would beat an ostrich as a more iconic backyard bird, I would have never believed it, but it destroyed the ostrich. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you told me that a, a a little tiny bee hummingbird would beat a sooty albatross, again, I wouldn't believe it. But, you know, that's the, the beauty of democracy. And, uh, of course, the, um, the best one was where Scopsell won its vote. By one vote, Um, and having I'm having a complete blank who even beat now, but it was it was really competitive all day. And one was ahead, then one was the other was ahead, but for all 24 hours, neither was ahead by more than two votes. And then just Mm -hmm. at the last second, uh, um, Scott sailed straight through, but only to be defeated by a hummingbird at the next round. But um, yeah, why why the kiwi kiwi won over secretary bird, I think, was the key factor. Um, Both could have beaten. Other birds in different, different ch- cases, but you know, the
0: luck of the draw. And I see that um, I was just, I oh, just hadn't looked just then that the bee hummingbird is currently getting pretty well owned by the cassowary. We'll see what happens out of that and uh, see where we end up. So I did, I did have a question about that. How did you choose? Did you start with 32 species, 16 species, May, Or actually, maybe just explain to us how the what the game is. I guess.
1: So basically we um, we were looking for stuff to, because obviously there's only so many times you can do big days and when you post us send us your photos of this or that. So we we're looking to add some something else to the site and um, we thought we'd have a vote. Um, and then we, we wound it down to 16. But what I did is I've got a, a team of about, I think 12 admin who now help support the, the site. I mean, again, that blows my mind that we got so big in seven weeks that we've ended up with, admin in all the time zones and, and 12 awesome people who are just there to sort of help out and keep it keep it happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically said to them all, um send us your know, three favorite birds. And then that turned into people saying, well, how about we split it between pastorans and non-pasturans because um then we can have twice as many. And then it turned into everybody wanted to nominate 10 birds each because you know by at that stage, we had two and a half thousand and trying to wind it down was hard. So in the end, all, about, you know, all dozen admin all sent me um, a, roughly 10 birds each. And then put them all down on a piece of paper. Anything that had more than one nomination um, automatically got through. And for memory that included the bee hummingbird, the cassowary ostrich secretary bird. There was a few where more than one person picked it out as iconic. The others then we sort of split through based on which bird family got the most so for example the owls had loads of nominations but every single one was a different owl so we went, well we got to have an owl in there same for the woodpeckers same for a couple couple of the other birds um shorebirds and things um and then once we whittled it down to so which were the families we then went well let's make sure we've got representatives from all the different you know continents because because you know we're a global group so for example we had woodpeckers so we went piliate woodpecker let's have a north american one we had the owls some of the scops owls from indonesia let's have an, an Asian one there so we just wanted to make sure that when we had those 16 birds we had eight yes the ones that were most popular but be a nice spread of the families and a nice spread of the um uh geography effectively. Um, probably the biggest surprise was that of the hundred birds that were nominated and bearing them on most of the admin were Australian as well, we did not get a parrot or a cockatoo nominated by anyone, which which blew my mind away on one level, but then again, I didn't nominate one. So um, it was really interesting because, <laughs> and, and we, we actually thought we'd be getting complaints from people, um, but I guess... Because we've dragged the votes out over a certain amount of time and there's been so many different families, I don't think people have really noticed what's got included and what hasn't.
0: Because I I was wondering whether to get on that list they had to have first been seen. Absolutely, yep. Sorry, Yeah, so somebody has seen a southern brown Kiwi in their backyard?
1: Yep, somebody um, down on Stewart Island, um, lucky enough to live live down there. and That's the amazing thing. If you look at those birds and you go someone's got a cassowary in their backyard, someone's got a secretary in their backyard. Now, some of those backyards are not what I'd call, you know, my backyard, I've got a little tiny suburban backyard in Melbourne, you know, and I'm lucky to get more than a spotted dove and a miner. But um, we've got people with, um, you know, amazing backyards and if your backyard is, you know, part part of Stewart Island or I think the one that blew my mind away the most was when someone joined who casually said, oh yeah, I've got a, a sixty thousand hectare concession in the Okavango Delta in Botswana, and you just go, you know, wow. But if, if if that's their property, if that's their backyard, you know, it all it all counts, and and, and you know, it's um, it's amazing, just how many different birds we found all, all over the world from all these people's backyards.
0: I I remember seeing a photo. I don't know if it was king penguins or emperor penguins. Uh, but there was, I don't know, a hundred or so marching across in front of someone's house. I was pretty impressive to have a yeah, yeah. penguin yeah. procession in your in your front yard.
1: Yeah, the the, the one that really really surprised me there because that, that's a a chap down in um the Falkland Islands who's actually living in a um conservation reserve. Um, so effectively, he's got a, a nature reserve as his backyard. But he—I don't know if you saw a no. photo that, that blew my mind and I never considered before. But he posted a photo of a, I think it was a patch of beach just not far from his house, with a whole heap of king penguins and a whole heap of turkey vultures. Well, you know, and it just was like, wow! Never thought that you'd get a, a beach with vultures and penguins all next to each other. No, but, um, yeah, no um,
0: I, I would—I would never have thought that.
1: Yeah, no, it was a, so. And that's been it. Another great thing about the site is just the, the learning everybody's including myself, you know, if you, some of these birds that we're sort of talking about and seeing now, I had no idea they barely existed, you know, only a few weeks yeah. ago. So it's been, it's been really good to to broaden my horizons on the sort of global, particularly in areas sort of like the Caribbean that really sort of got involved nicely with this, that are perhaps yeah. hadn't been so much on my radar before.
0: Mm yeah no, it certainly is educational i've i've learnt a whole stack and i mean to be honest it has completely taken over my facebook news feed <laughs> so just I, I don't see much about. else to be honest but um um but no it is it is really good and i just i just love seeing what people have, are seeing basically so how many how many species did you say we've seen so far uh,
1: at the moment um cause I just opened up the sheet um before this is 3078 so uh we're um, hey, yeah. almost at three in ten of, of all the world's bird species, which, you know, again, it just that that blows my mind. Uh, I think the original when I originally mm. set it up, I was hoping to get a thousand. Um, Because I thought, oh, you know, hopefully you can get quite a bit in Australia and we'll get America on board and and a little bit in in hopefully in Europe and and sort of Southern Africa, um, maybe a thousand. That's a nice target to set. And I think we we passed that in a couple of weeks. And um, yes, so the current hope, um, it'll get harder now because I think lockdown's still winding down in some places. Um, But um, I think if we're aiming to, at a minimum, get, 30% 30% of the world's birds, but we're hoping we can, we can get that to the full third. Um, yeah. it's about 500 species more.
0: What number is a third?
1: Oh, you putting me on the spot now. Um, it is, um, I just got to do, do my, uh, put my good accounting skills to use, um, 3,590. So we've got 500,
0: 500 to, go, 12
1: so. to go. Yeah. Which, um, if we can, if we can get to those areas um, where we haven't had a lot of sort of cut through yet, um, partly because language is obviously, is is, is limiting. We, we've done very well in the sort of anglophone areas, but it's a lot harder when, you know, our Facebook groups, groups in English, But um, if we can sort yeah. of get cut through in places like Brazil and Indonesia and... Um, Oh, New Guinea have been desperate to get the New Guinea bird and so far so far I think but if we, if we get to some of those places that you know we've got a good chance to certainly give one in three birds a good crack and if you told me 7 weeks ago I would have never thought that was possible
0: I I I'm sure I already know your answer but is the page now like when you set it up you had hoped to achieve various different things but in your I don't want to say wildest dreams, but in your wildest (laughs) dreams, is this where you had hoped your your page would end up?
1: Um, Certainly. I mean, if you, if you told me that we'd get this many members, see this many birds be in this many countries and all the time being a good laugh and good fun, then I'd have said, well, well, that's a lot more than I'd expect. I, I was expecting it to be a few hundred people and, you know, um, Uh, much more and I've probably changed my ambitions a little bit certainly the beginning it was sort of you know let's just see how it goes and and I've been trying to always stay close to those kind of slightly anarchic roots I don't want this to become very rule driven and and very sort of serious it's got to stay as a a fun place Um, but I've certainly been more ambitious to try and get more people involved so I've been joining every bird group in in the world in fact about an hour ago I just became a member of bird in Kazakhstan so I'm, I'm uh determined <laughs> to, to spread to spread the word everywhere you know I mean that, that you know my wildest dream would be to to get every sort of region and every country involved and 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 keep it keep it this fun um, certainly one of the things I loved reading mm. this morning was um on the, the Facebook group I saw this morning was um someone posting that it was their favorite Facebook page and they were not a birder. And I thought, well, you know, if you're getting that kind of entertainment enjoyment from people who aren't natural bird nerds and, and you know, natural people who get excited about little brown jobs running around under bushes, then um, that's, that's great. And then there was a reply from that from someone else saying, yeah, I'm not a birder too, and I love it. So it's just, that's a really nice thing to think that we're, we're introducing people perhaps who, weren't interested before as well which which wasn't something i planned mm. to look at all
0: so what was uh where did it start what was your first species that i assume you recorded the first species yeah i did i realized
1: that in my little backyard in melbourne um i'm really not going to get much so i think i'd have to um filter and check the sheep, but um i made sure i put what i saw that day on the sheep before i made it go live um you know mm. it, it would have been spotted dove, common mine, a little raven, and probably one of the wattle birds, um, and that would be about it. Um, but um, I, I thought, well, I may as well get in there whilst I can because I'm sure as hell not going to have much afterwards. Um, I think I've, uh, when we've had the big days, I I scraped little raven in on the first one, um, and i fluked, uh, the only time I've had a red parrot fly over the house. Um, was happened to be the morning of the second time we did a big Sunday um, so I managed to, to get that one in um, but um, yeah it's um, I, I was feeling a way this whole group is trolling myself because I know I had a couple of people who were grumpy going, oh you know you're spreading all these lo- lo- lovely birds on TV and it's um, not on TV on Facebook and it's just reminding me that I'm stuck at home and I can't go birding and I'm like well you've probably got a better backyard than I have. So if so it's getting getting them grumpy, it's, it's trolling me completely.
0: So I'll admit uh, ignorance here in that I don't really know anything about your big Sundays, um, apart from the fact that I saw it on the spreadsheet. How does that work?
1: Yeah, sure. So what what we did, again, it wasn't something we planned at the beginning, but, you know, as I've said, this, this whole thing is a bit anarchic and it's kind of developed itself, um, was people were sort of saying, oh, how can we get involved? How can we get our name on the list? Because, you know, birders like to have names on lists and, you know, ticks in boxes, it, it excites us. Um, so one thing we sort of decided on, and, and it's um, not just me, it's all the, all the admin that, that work with me that we, if we have a big day, um, which, you know, basically a day where everybody sees as many birds as they can then um, it just means we start off with a blank sheet and gives people a chance to get involved. So we held one um, back back in sort of early April, I think, um, and we had about 900 birds sighted or just over, and it meant that new people could get involved. And then as we grew bigger, we held, held a second one later on in April, and we actually divided the, the world up in hemispheres team east and team west and we literally went by the you know longitude so it meant that countries like the uk and france were split down the middle which um just made it a bit more fun and um yeah i think we we got well over 1300 species cited then and it was nice because what it meant is there was a couple of countries that hadn't been able to get on the sort of what we call the master list but i know ireland's and Turkey, from memory, both got birds on the on the big days, which we hadn't managed. You know, they'd already been taken on the um, the main list, and also a, a, a small Caribbean island called Saint Martin, which is part of the Netherlands. But um, you know, it, I've, I've been learning my geography as well since we've since we set this site up. So uh, um, it's nice to sort of see some of these other places being able to to get involved, and, and they love it. You know, the, the the Irish were really happy that they they'd had some sightings finally get on the board because, you know, by the time I think we'd really got some Irish members getting involved, either the Portuguese, the Spanish, the French or the English had stolen all their bird sightings already. So um it was nice for for, yeah. for that to sort of happen.
0: Um do you have another big Sunday coming up anytime soon?
1: We do, yes. In fact this this very Sunday um coming up if my Oh, is it the 17th or 18th whichever the sunday is my jelly after lockdown 17th. but um yeah 17th so yeah we've, we've got a 7th. 17th is the next one um where we we're hoping that um we can beat our 1300 um species we did last time and essentially it's just midnight to midnight sunday anything seen or heard on or from your property. So if it's flying over, that's fine. If it's on the neighbor's roof, that's fine. It doesn't have to be in the property as long as you're in the property. And if you can recognize the calls, you don't have to see the bird. It just has to be recorded. Um, and you know, we've always been, it's the one rule we've been strict on since we set up was at home. We get a lot of requests going, Ah, we, you know, we're allowed to do exercise, you know, we've we've got this nice reserve down the road, please can, please can we have that count? And I've always said no because, you know, birders are a competitive bunch and give them an inch, they'll take a mile and and you guarantee if if we say someone can walk, then there'll be someone who walks 700 kilometres up the road to go and see something that no one else has had. So we'd just be like, no, it's your backyard and, you know, it is what it is and um, you know mo- most people have been fine about that i think mean, one or two people probably left the group but you know you can't please all the people all the time and um you know no, no. it's bits but that, that's a big sunday and um we, we're, we're hoping that um you know we we, we smash the record this time and, and it's just it's a nice way of allowing people to get involved and that was the reason we split into two teams was again just to allow twice as many people to get a chance to get on, on the board with a lot of those birds that are on both sides, effectively.
0: So this uh, podcast is going to come out on Friday. So most people will probably listen to this Saturday. So you've uh, you got about 10 hours, so get keen. <laughs> um, how long are you planning on keeping this page running for?
1: Um, in its form, as long as the lockdown's going on, I mean, being realistic, it's in its current form it has got a a shelf life, which is good because it's hard to keep the energy and passion going on, you know, on a on a permanent basis um as strongly as, as we have. Um what I what I hope is at the end of it there's some kind of we'll keep the we'll keep the page, we'll keep the group. Um I might change the, the name to, to Bird the Feck Everywhere, um because hopefully by then we can can all get out. But I like to think that it can, it can remain there probably less intense, but as a, as a nice group for all those people who've come together during this time, made friends, learned about birds around the rest of the world. And hopefully we can keep that ethos going of, you know, this kind of fun global community of, of birding and birds. But, and and, you know, maybe we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll, we'll hold a big day where people can go everywhere once the whole whole world's free and, and and not in lockdown I mean it's a little bit touching at the moment because some places are not locked down some are but uh, you know f- where we currently are is, as long as there's birders anywhere who are locked down then we're gonna show solidarity with them and you know anything we do will still be from the property but I look forward to the day as I'm sure every single person does on the group for the day that um, it'll it all comes to an end and and we can all travel again and and get around around the globe again. And and hopefully we've kept people entertained and and sort of their minds off um, some of the things going on out out in the the big bad world at the moment. um, And cause a few laughs where, you know, otherwise, otherwise, you know, you turn on the news over the last few weeks and it can get pretty gloomy, whether it's in terms of, you know, the sickness and the problems there or, or the economic sort of hits and, and things like that. I mean, it, it, hopefully we've, uh, we'll have put a few smiles on people's faces where, where, where they weren't
0: before. You were saying about uh, the fact that it's hard to keep up the energy um, on a constant basis. And I, I was, to be honest, genuinely surprised that you told me you still had a job because <laughs> I reckon every time I go on that page, I reckon there's a comment by you from the last... Five minutes or so. I'm surprised you have time to actually get any work done.
1: <laughs> no, no, actually, I mean I mean what what I do is I, I jump on every now and then. It certainly isn't every five minutes, but lots in the evening when I'm on the phone. Um I've got some very slow systems at work, so when I'm running reports, I can just hop on my phone, have a quick look, reply to something, pop off again. Um things like all the the votes, you'll notice they all get sent out. Australian evening because things that take longer to write and work on like that certainly uh, certainly um you know gets done done out of the working hours but also my working hours are kind of quite flexible so I would end up you know I might do a little bit of this during the day and a little bit of that in the evening and and because it's a global co- corporation I've got a lot of calls there either very early in the morning or or late at night um, so I don't have the typical nine till five um, which has given me a little bit more more freedom to to, to sort of keep involved with this um and i and that's why i had to get lots of other you know admin involved and you know the the, the, the wonderful people who sort of do all the the, the moderating and letting in members and, and and doing all that because i wouldn't be able to i wouldn't be able to do it all and and still you know be be looking after the kids and and do my job and, and you know do my job properly because at the end of the day, that's who's paying me. This isn't so, um, you know, yeah. it's I think that the thing that's probably taken the biggest hit in the last seven weeks is my sleep. <laughs> um, I certainly find <laughs> that I'm trying to catch up on this and, and everything, the last thing, and um, it's it's been it's been tough. Well, that, that, that's certainly uh, that's certainly um, so you know, in terms of keeping up the energy, that's where it'll it'll, it'll be, you know. I've got to switch off now. But uh, thank goodness for slow, slow working from home broadband so that every time I you know, try and run certain reports, I go, oh, that's going to tick over for the next three minutes. So I'll just hop on Facebook and see what's going on. And to be honest, nothing else on Facebook's really got a look in recently. It's been all, you know, it's literally um, other groups that i have been involved in. I've had to sort of lecture up rock. And um, the other thing is, we're all stuck at home. So, you know, there isn't really much else to do.
0: I try and um, ask all the guests that I have on this show what their favourite uh, or where they think everyone should go birding in Australia. But for you, where would you like your backyard to be if you had a if you had to have a backyard anywhere in Australia? Where would you put it? Mm,
1: I think as long as I as long as you know I had a block nose and have a sense of smell, um, the Western Treatment Plant, which is the great big. Um share my true birding in colours great big sewage plant just outside Melbourne. There's an old deserted <laughs> yes. there's an old deserted house in the middle of that. And you know, mm-hmm. if, if that could, could be converted with nice air conditioners and make sure the wind always blows the other way. Um if that was your background, I mean in the summer you've got all the visiting shorebirds. You know, in the winter you've got the orange bellied parrots coming in. I mean, on, on a good day, you can clock up, you know. Um, you know 100 species if you spend all day wandering around I think a, 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 few, a few of the hardcore birders um, from Melbourne I think they did 131 species um, not long ago mm-hmm. and, and to me it's just such a a phenomenal place to go in my own backyard if I had to have a, another backyard it would be Mount Lewis up in far north Queensland because um, oh, yeah. again it's just um such a beautiful part of the world, and um, you know the idea of walking, walking out and having golden bower birds and um, southern cassowaries just outside. Um, you know, it would be one of those two. I think certainly as we're coming into winter, probably Queensland might might win, um, and then in, in the summer I might want to be back back down here. But uh, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm I'm taking two backyards now, and that's against the uh, that's, <laughs> you know, that's against the lockdown rules. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: They're both they're both very impressive. Mount Lewis, I uh got what did I get up there? Blue face finch, I think. And um and I was at the treatment plant not long ago and uh Alan Stringer, I think, his name. I don't know if you know Alan or not. He uh showed me around for the day, which was which was pretty impressive. That was my first time there. Um yeah, it was it was really great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been really interesting. I've uh I've enjoyed chatting and I really I I really enjoy. Uh, the Facebook page, um, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll get some more members—Brazil uh, and uh, New Guinea and Indonesia—and and get a few more species on there. So, all the best with the rest of your lockdown and work and kids, and we'll chat to you next time. Cheers,
1: that's no, great. Good, nice picture.
0: All the best. Yeah. So, for those of you who aren't already you should definitely get onto this Facebook group. As I said earlier, I'll put the link up in the podcast information. And for all the views who aren't going to do that, the Grand Final was between the Cassowary and the Kiwi, and the Cassowary was in the lead until a few hours before the deadline, somebody in Uganda spotted a shoebill flying over their backyard, which meant that the Grand Final restarted as a three-way race between the Cassowary, Kiwi, and Shoebill. A fairly typical example of the ordered anarchy that is the bird the feck at home facebook group i hope everybody's birding is brilliant this weekend don't forget sunday is the big sunday so grab a chair cup of coffee spend an hour or so in your backyard and if you're one of the lucky ones get in your car drive around your property and score us a black bee eater which isn't yet on the master list so we'll see you all same time next week and until then happy birding